Blog Talk Radio. The following program is a production of Janesville Community Radio, Inc. You are tuned in to the worldwide headquarters of the most unlikely and extraordinary programs ever broadcast from Janesville, Wisconsin. Due to contractual terms and to impart immunity to our corporate partners, volunteers, and friends from any notions of liability, responsibility, or culpability, please note sentiments and opinions expressed may not necessarily be those of Janesville Community Radio, Inc., program hosts, underwriters, or their collaborators. Transfers nicely from the social work to counseling. Yeah, so 
right about 2009, I uh, went back to school and started my education. Um, there's a long story behind the scenes there, and if we have time towards the end, I can share that. But um, certainly some personal changes in my life um, had occurred, and uh, I needed to listen to how the Lord would redirect me. So that's a little bit of my background. Heather? Um, I started in recreation therapy. That's uh, I got my bachelor's in that, and was have always been over um, in the mental health field in some manner with that degree, um, adolescent residential and different things um, with that, and then worked in the community with at-risk kids for quite a few years. I um, was Boys and Girls Club and at Wilson Elementary School for about eight years doing an after-school program and then became a mom and had my own family and started to have a heart for um, more with the family and parenting and and then kind of transitioned into Family Resource Center and Parent Educator and um, was doing that when I felt um, that it was time to go back to school and uh, went and got my master's in counseling. And so that was the beginning, and I was got state licensed and was working in secular counseling and really had on my heart that I wanted to do Christian counseling, how the Lord really led me that way, and I kept trying to figure out how do you how does that work? What degree do you do for that? Is there a separate licensing? And had to kind of do investigation. And the Lord gave me a name of a woman, Mary Miller, who's sitting next to me from three different people who were not connected. So, yes, so the Lord works well that way. Yeah. So I thought I'd better uh, meet her. And so we, uh, I called her and set a time for us to get together and um, she started telling me about the Christian Counseling Education Program she was in with the National Christian Counselors Association. Hey, if I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the same one. Yeah. Uh, probably is. Yeah. Dr. Phyllis and Richard Arnold had established um, this Christian Counseling uh, in 1983 uh, with a temperament analysis after much research mm-hmm. and uh, clearly a prompting of the Lord to help them. Um, established that, and um, we were just delighted that the Lord had this all figured out before we were ever aware <laughs> of what or what we would be doing. Um, but it was it was interesting when Heather called me because when she told me those three people who she had spoken oh, yeah. with, I said, "Well, Heather, outside of my family, those are probably the only three people that know that I'm doing this." <laughs> because I wasn't sure really where uh-huh. this would be going and, and if I would really complete it. And I was doing it as a step of faith, but there were so many unanswered questions. And as it would happen, uh, Heather and I did go to the National Christian Counselor Association Conference uh, later that year, uh, probably within six months of our meeting, maybe. Yes. And uh, which I have, they have a website I just brought up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. That's okay. And uh, feel free to refer to that. Good folks there. Good. And uh, so Heather and I were able to meet the people who you see on the website mm-hmm. and able to interact with them and ask questions and get very excited. And we started to consider that maybe the Lord not only brought us both to get a degree, but maybe he really wanted us to establish a Christian counseling ministry in Janesville. And it was there that the idea 
uh, of Redeemed Christian Counseling and Education was born. And the logo was given to me in the middle of the night. Yes. Story. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Heather was getting up at 4 o'clock to catch the plane back. Early morning. Mm-hmm. Found Mary, looked over, thought I was sneaking out, and saw her mm-hmm. sitting up with a little flashlight. And I said, Mary, what are you doing? <laughs> The yep, the training center in the school, mm-hmm. and they have um, their educators. Um, you, we went through in his image counseling. Uh, Lisa Winchell in Florida was our professor. That was um, where we went through. They have um, teachers. Um, I'm trying to think of the name they give to them for instructors. There you go. So they have them all over. There's some in Wisconsin also. Um, so that was who we had gone through. Yeah. So all our training was um, online. You know, it was, it was um, an opportunity for me at my later stage of life or middle stage of life. Mm-hmm. However, you want to Then I would not have to travel, and I would be able to get the education that I needed to do what the Lord called me to. Well, that's the way of the future. Yeah. If you remember Larry Burkett, sure. Years ago, in the Christian Financial. Yeah. Uh, Expert, mm-hmm. well known, and I remember him saying years ago, "Someday people will be able to go to college in their house on computers." <laughs> and that was truly ours. And our books would be sent to us, and we did proctored exams, um, and then um, a lot of supervision via phone or email with our professor um, throughout the licensing. And I guess I'd just like to speak an encouragement for those people who wonder if one day they would want to be a Christian counselor mm-hmm. and don't know mm-hmm. who could or would yep. or should. Or how to do that. Certainly, uh, it's an opportunity uh, to stretch your faith mm-hmm. and trust in the Lord that if he's calling you to do it, he will equip you. That's true. Mm-hmm. That, that is mm-hmm. true. That is so true. Mm-hmm. I found that out mm-hmm. to be sure. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the... I, want to digress too far here, but Heather, you were on with us September 18th, if I could, uh, last year, if I remember correctly, and you and Tim Bale. Yes. Talking about this marriage seminar day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I Still Do conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the, our raise and my 32nd anniversary. And he originally, when he was going to do the, start this program in August, he said, would you be on with me on our anniversary? No, no. No, I don't want to do that. Get somebody else. <laughs> we did, but I ended up being on the first two programs, and then as a guest for topics related to things that I conversed about, and then by and by I came to be able to host too. So God prepares you. Yes, I'm just agreeing. God prepares you for the things He has for you. I never dreamed I'd be doing this, but you never know. Nor I, nor did we believe we would be right. dream we would be doing this. <laughs> mhm. God is good. Mm-hmm. And the only way we maintain that we still do this is that God is our CEO mm-hmm. who so well knows what he is intending to do That's with right. the ministry and yeah. recognizing that people need hope and healing and Thank help, you. and uh, we're willing to be his mm-hmm. vessels to accomplish that. I think he's been very faithful in showing us we are his vessels and truly the work in our counselees, um, the Holy Spirit, when they are not in the office. Uh, tends to be with the power of one with him as the ultimate healer, truly where the work is done. We we just show up in our counseling office as his vessel. And he's shown us that many times, so it's very faithful. I know one of the 
Christian radio stations that I listen to from time to time has kind of rebranded themselves as a place of hope because hope is so uh, scarce mm-hmm. without Christ. And um, well, there isn't really any. But, um, people need hope. They're starving for hope. Mm-hmm. They don't know where to get it. Um, there's people that are resorting to all kinds of methods to try and you know, a relational or um, addictive behaviors of one sort or another, or even um, suicidal thoughts, whatever, because they lack hope. Mm-hmm. And so to have a place where kind and loving people can listen and offer hope is, I think, this is what the world is starving for. Mm-hmm. Starving, like a dry ground needing water. Mm-hmm. So uh, this Let's go into where your office is and mm-hmm. what maybe uh, what days you're there, hours, anything like that. Website, give us some contact information and just things people could um, have handy. Sure. Our location, um, our building is at 1425 West Memorial in Janesville. And it is by appointment um, for our times. All three of us have... Um, there's three counselors, Mary Miller, uh, myself, and Lori Bauer at this time. And so our phone number is 608-295-4220. So that would be if people were interested and they would call in and and leave a message there. And one of the three of us would get back to them um, to schedule an appointment time. Um, there's varied hours. I think I'm primarily a Monday and Tuesday evening and, and then daytime hours. Um, I am available Monday through Thursday, uh, daytime and evening. Um, and Lori sets her schedule accordingly. Okay. Uh, we'd also like to give you the website. Did you say that? I didn't. Go ahead. So redeemedcounseling.weebly.com where you can find us on the web and we're grateful for Carrie Schomer for the work that she's done for us to volunteer mm-hmm. to create that website yeah. nice website, I've got it up here and it's very nice thank you, we think she's done a wonderful job oh, she has been a blessing yeah, mm-hmm. oh your pictures are here, nice <laughs> okay. we would like to uh, again give the Lord credit as we first began um, the redeemed um, counseling, we were at a loss, really, of how to go about doing the 501c3 and sure. all the paperwork, oh, and sure. the Lord brought a wonderful woman by the name of Nancy Millar to our aid and helped us with hours and hours of accomplishing oh, wow. that mm-hmm. and praying with us and for us and many others. Um, mm-hmm. and at that point, we were doing counseling out of Faith Community Church in an office, and they've been very gracious to continue to pray for us. And um, there is no financial connection or any other connection other than um, I've been a member there since 95 and uh, long-time relationships. <laughs> so they've been very encouraging to us and, um, again, just really helpful and, and guiding uh, and supporting in so many emotional support and prayerful support and skill set support from fixing things to 
uh, Pastor Tim, who was here with me on the marriage. He designed the brochure and the cards, his wonderful skills. So God just blessed us with all kind of volunteers to really make this ministry happen. And then he picked out the building for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had been vacant for about five years. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like Bob. Right. It was going to auction. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The Lord placed it upon our heart to get some ducks in a row in a real hurry. And mm-hmm. uh, we're grateful to Dennis and Carol Alt for the transaction there with the purchase of the building mm-hmm. to be able to have um, a place that we know can be stable and long lasting yes, here for the community. Say, that's really nice to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you know them there and then people maybe years later saying, you know what, I was helped there once mm-hmm. or I heard about that place once. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're still there. There you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, good. We are excited to be able to tell you a little bit about the kind of counseling that yes. we do. Uh, it's a little bit different than what you would receive in secular counseling. Well, good, because so, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. right. mm-hmm. there, there should be a, something that sets us apart. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then counsel very much the same uh, as secular counseling. And, and we do want to identify that we respect our um, secular counselor counterparts sure. and know that there's a place uh, for them and, and we value them mm-hmm. as well. Um, we do, however, have training in temperament therapy, and the basis for temperament therapy is that each person is uniquely created by God. And so when we as individuals realize our uniqueness, that the very thumbprint of our Creator God has placed upon us and within us, it gives us value no matter what the trials of life are, no matter what we've been told growing up, if we've received bad messages from other people or have been on the end of bullying, um, whether it's your intelligence or your appearance, something you don't like about yourself because all of us have and something. Mm-hmm. Hasn't, mm-hmm. hasn't had some or a com- you know, one or something. But it's really important for us to look at um, the Lord rather than in the mirror yes, good idea. when we're looking at um, who we really are. And if we can bring the counselees closer to an understanding that God created them intentionally mm-hmm. with the temperament that was born within them, the DNA that created their structure, um, you know, with right. bones and right. all the organs that you have, um, was created by the same person, the same being, the same almighty loving God that gave us the temperament through which we perceive the world and ourselves and how we perceive God. Now, when you say temperament, mm-hmm. we don't want people to think temper. Right. right. I want to clarify a little bit on that. Right. We do. And we also don't want them to think personality, although some people oh, do okay. uh, use those terms interchangeably. Mm-hmm. In our office, we don't. Yeah. We we always want to say that, you know, we love to start with Psalm 139, 13 through 14. That really talks, you know, to them that you were created. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. And so we always want to start there that the temperament God knit was there. And then we have 
our learned environment, our families who bring us up, um, you know, really where we learn right and wrong and how we interact with people and, and our temperament responds to that. Um, and then as we kind of mature, we start to develop our um looking around the world and trying to put it all together to decide who who how we're supposed to respond and who we're supposed to be and so then we talk about that being our personality um tends to be many times a mask of what's our true inner being mhm yeah there you go I didn't think about that but yeah. it can be very true people i was reading about uh, someone last night um a public person who uh, had, had her husband was uh, in a well-known political family, and um, she evidently had one persona to the public, but yet had a very private, um, very uh, troubled private mm-hmm. life, and uh, ended up taking her own life, which mm-hmm. was very sad. Mm-hmm. And I know that you would the first to say, you know, that that you are helping people avoid those situations mm-hmm. so that they can be a person of integrity, which to me means the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have two faces or whatever yeah. to be, you know, one way one place and another way another place. Yeah. No, Annette, I know that you shared with me you have one church in Janesville, and I'm just going to ask you if you could relate to this scenario. Okay. Has it ever happened that when you're in the car on the way to church, there might be words and there, there might be a little stress to get there on time? I mean, that's too fantastic. We have a lot longer of a trip now. Uh-huh. Okay. We go out of the county now uh, uh, because that's job. So, So when that happens, we realize that whatever goes on in the car should not go on after our hand opens the door to the church, right? <laughs> so, lest That's we fun. say to people, don't be oh, two ways, mm-hmm. right? That when I, we're in the car yeah. with our family, we we are experiencing our real Private. interaction, mm-hmm. and that is part of our inborn temperament. We are having a stress because somebody wants to have control and somebody else isn't allowing it. Somebody wants their way, and it's not matching with somebody else that wants their way. So in and of ourselves, right, we want what we want, and we're going to work to get that. But tell me, don't we put that mask on when you open the door to the church and you say, good morning, how are you today? But I I do think in a way, though, I've seen... You're talking more extreme. Yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. I see the change in even how my husband and I have been married 32 years. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. How we uh, work together on that. And I would say, even as we get older, I think that's one of the joys of aging. Kind of mellow out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, do you yeah. feel that partly might be your spiritual maturity? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I think it's what that could And your relational maturity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in and of our temperament, uh, we will get stressed and we will want to have our emotional needs met. And so what Heather and Lori and I do as Christian counselors mm-hmm. is help people through a temperament analysis 
realize how they were created. Not not anything that we've done, but by them answering 54 statement <laughs> survey that produces then this analysis report. And it's a springboard for us to talk to them about what potential weaknesses there are. And it can be some truly aha moments uh, but for people. We also get to talk about how God created it. And, and after everything he created, you know, he always says it is good when he was creating the world. And, and so we really focus on them that everything within them he created for good. Now we can fall to ourselves and fall to sin to get our needs met in an unhealthy and ungodly manner, but that's not what God intended it for because he wanted all of those needs. If if we're reaching to him to get those needs met, then we will be living, you know, in a healthy form for, you know, with him and for him. And so we really focus on, you know, the positive side of, of why, how that can be a strength but then we also talk about how that can fall to a weakness, the same thing that can be our strength. Um, we can fall to our weakness. Yeah, so we, but I also wanted to just say within it, we don't just say um, when they get their APS back, it's really broken down into three areas. Um, so the first area that we talk about is their um, inclusion, and that is their social interaction. And we, where you can be a blend of a couple temperaments in there, um, or we can be a solid temperament in there, um, but that's more our interactions with our social. Um, then we also talk about control which is our power and our decision-making and how much we want to speak control into others' lives and how much control we want spoken into our life. Again, we can be a blend and a different blend than we were in social. And then the third area is affection. Um, and that is for people that we are in deeper relationship with and how we respond to them and what our needs are in that area. And so sometimes you can get blends in all three sections, and, and they can be very different um, that we've found. So it's it's different than anything I've come across before because it breaks it down into those specific areas, too. Okay. Very interesting. Thank you. I think right now we're going to get a little break, and if we can ask Bob to help us out with that. We will uh, find out what's Happening in the world of Janesville Community Radio. Thank you. All right, Annette. Uh, all right, Annette. Uh, you've been listening. You are listening to Being Christ in City with Ray Jewell. Sitting in for Ray tonight is Annette Jewell. And uh, we're live uh, on uh, uh, Janesville Community Radio at the My Office JVL building in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin, 321 East Milwaukee Street. We're going to take a little break and uh, recollect our thoughts here. If you want to, uh, if you're listening to us on the internet, we're on the World Wide Web Radio. Uh, we're not on FM just yet. That'll happen probably sometime in the middle of the year, or Juneish or Julyish, that kind of thing. 103.5 FM. Right now, we're on the World Wide Web, broadcasting all over the world. And uh, if you're if you're listening, you already know how to find us. You can probably Google do that noun verb thing. Google uh, Janesville Community Radio and. Uh, Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio is the company we buy our uh, production from. So James with Community Radio, Blog Talk Radio, and I bet you a nickel you will find us. So uh, let's uh, 
Let's play a little music, and then we'll be back in about five or six or seven minutes. Janesville Community Radio, being Christ in the City, tonight with an actual. Where is Sherry Norquay's music? Here it is right here.
It's winter in Wisconsin, and Snow Removal of Janesville is here to handle all of your snow removal needs. Official snow remover of Janesville Community Radio and my office, JBL. Superior customer satisfaction is Lauren Harrion's top priority. Utilizing his plow truck and snow blower, Lauren will make sure that your driveway and sidewalk is fully taken care of. And when snow melts during the planting season, Lauren will use his John Deere tractor and pull behind AgriFab Tiller to break up virgin soil easily. Utilizing his Ryan aerator, Lauren can pull 3-4 to four inch plugs to promote oxygen and strong grass root growth. Employing his finishing mower allows Lauren to mow your lawn consistently. Allow Lauren and Snow Removal of Janesville to help in achieving all of your snow removal, lawn care, and planting needs. Now accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express. Find Lauren online at www.snowremovalofjanesville.com or call today for a free snow removal, lawn care, or tilling estimate, 608-921-5756. Are you looking for diversity in Janesville? You just found it. Tune in to Janesville Community Radio for new podcasts daily. Featuring a variety of local voices speaking on subjects. As diverse as arts, education, religion, politics, self-improvement, business, community development. And we even have an all-Spanish language podcast. Go to www.jamesvillecommunityradio.com to find links to all our programs. Are you a small business owner working out of your home? My Office JVL can provide office space to bring a more professional setting to your next meeting. Fully furnished offices are available by the hour, day, week, or month. Staffed reception area, copy and fax services, and conference room are also available. Conveniently located at 321 East Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville. Check out www.myoffice-jvl.com. Looking for an opportunity to volunteer in our community? How about volunteering with Janesville Community Radio? Just go to our website. Click on the tab. Volunteer. There, fill out a brief form telling us what your interests and area of expertise are. And we'll be in contact with you shortly. Oh, and one more thing. We need money. To be at 103.5 FM in June of 2015, we need to raise money for a radio tower, transmitter, and studio equipment. Be part of bringing the community radio to Janesville by contributing $10.35 or any amount that you choose to 103.5 FM by going to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com slash donate. Thanks. We are back. Uh, we are Janesville Community Radio tonight's show, Being Christ in the City with Ray Joel sitting in uh, for Ray tonight. Isn't that, Joel? If you'd like an archived, we are broadcasting, uh, by, uh, let me step back. We, we are broadcasting live on the World Wide Web uh, right now on Janesville Community Radio, blogtalkradio.com. If you'd like an archive of this show, about 20 minutes after the show uh, finishes live, it will be automatically archived on uh, Blog Talk. Radio.com forward slash Janesville Community Radio. Just Google Janesville Community Radio and you will no doubt find it. And just look for the date, which would be today and the 12th of March 2015, and you will probably see Being Christ in the City 
It'll pop up about 20 minutes after uh, the live show on archives. So with that, we'll, I'll send you back to Annette Jewell and her guest this evening. Annette? Thank you, Bob. Really appreciate Bob being here so faithfully and doing all the technical work that needs to be done. And I appreciate my friend Gail doing the paperwork tonight for us. And our guests, Heather Maslanka and Mary Miller of Redeemed Christian Counseling and Education. Now, we were in the midst of discussing some, some things um, about your your ministry. Um, and I was exploring your website during the break. And uh, there's so many nice things. It's a beautiful website, very nicely done. That's redeemedcounseling.weebly.com. And like I said, there's well, they got the home page, and then you have the about page with the three of you and Lori, who's not here, but uh, she's one of your other counselors. Um, pictures and backgrounds and qualifications. You all look super highly qualified. <laughs> that is wonderful. And it's not just the letters behind your name; it's the love you have for people. I know mm-hmm. that. Lord, that that makes you the most qualified of all. Um, so, and there's a testimonies page, which is really nice to know that other people are being blessed by these these outcomes and, and wanting to have others and share with others to testify to that. And I see that there's some volunteer opportunities that you are open to the fact that people can come in and and help you, you uh, do secretarial tasks, um, assisting, um, be a prayer partner, get email prayer mm-hmm. updates and things, and uh, volunteer not only in the office, but uh, perhaps support with monetary gifts or gifts in kind, things you need on a regular basis, um, funding for the Internet, the wireless router, a sign for your building. You've got a wish list on that and scholarships. I bet that's important because mm-hmm. that's not everybody can can afford uh, counseling. Good counseling is something that costs money. We all know that. And uh, you have probably continuing education expenses and all that. Yes. So there are, are needs there. And also counseling supplies, pamphlets, booklets, books, markers. And so people could... I assume you've got monthly or one time or whatever as the Lord leads. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So that's nice to know that people can have a be a partner with you. Yeah. That they um, there's many ways that they can work together with you and affect the lives of others. Maybe they don't have time to to take all the training that you've had, but they can have play a part as well. Right. We mm-hmm. invite people to do that. And that's great. Encouraged when they do. Yeah, very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm about of the, na- of the age where some of my friends are retiring and, you know, hey, retire to a ministry. Right. There's all kinds of things out there for people to do. And God isn't done with you yet. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and it's eternal. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> Absolutely. And you have, you've been talking about the, the temperament, or you're going to, I guess, a little more, but there's a page on here that's a beautiful colored, I don't know if you call it a chart or a graph or uh, showing these different temperaments. And that's very interesting. 
uh, as an old, like I was telling, as an old psych major and and everything, I, I find that I love people. That's why uh, I went into that originally in the first place. Came out a teacher, but um, that's all right. We just had to take educational psychology. So, yes, yeah. that temperament grid uh, in its full living color. Uh, oh, it's beautiful. It yeah. has come to us by way of Al Jones and Head to Heart Ministry in Texas, who are wonderful right. friends, uh, Christian counseling ministry there that helped us immensely in our getting off the ground and yeah. definitely feels like a, a parent uh, counseling ministry to us and uh, seriously wonderful people who have given generously to us. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. So when a person takes the test, the 50, how many questions? Yep. We call it we call it a survey sure, because okay. you can't Not pass or fail. That's, and okay. I'm going to ask you how people will say, oh, I hope I did okay on it. <laughs> I hope yeah. it's bad. Did I fail? Oh, now you'll know how crazy I hear some really interesting comments because they really don't know what to expect when they get the results sure. back, right? Sure. And and we have an idea what the format is, but they don't, and so you can tell it's a little anxiety producing. But once they get the results mm -hmm. and realize how practical it is to their daily lives, oh, that changes them. That anxiety level goes down, and the oh, yeah. encouragement goes up. And so, yeah, you will see on our website and uh, on this grid, the five temperaments grid, uh, some people will say, yes, I'm familiar with the temperaments. There's choleric, melancholy, phlegmatic, and sanguine. But you'll notice on our temperament grid there's five. Right. And that's because when the Arnos were doing their research, they discovered the fifth temperament, the supine. Dr. Phyllis Arnold has supine temperament within her. And prior to them discovering this temperament, she would say, everyone I took, I just didn't fit. There was no pinch for me. I mm -hmm. felt so out, uh, out of the categories mm -hmm. that were already established. And so we find many times when we are talking with people and we can bring in the supine temperament, they are surprised and relieved they fit. Okay. They have found their spot. Mm -hmm. And now you're wondering, okay. what is... <laughs> yeah, so I want you to translate all these words yeah. and know a little bit of what they are and where they get their, their mm -hmm. you know, like Roots roots background or something. Mm -hmm. but, right. yeah, because you do realize say. those four go back to the time of Aristotle. So those go four, yes, are not new. Uh, but mm -hmm. the fifth one is. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Let's so, hear about them. Can we start out with the supine? Sure, we can go. the The supine temperament um, is more where it. Um, we always talk about our expressed behavior and then our wanted behavior. And so within the um, supine, there's a bit of a discrepancy in that, in the sense that it doesn't express out as much as it really does want. So when you, um, you know, talk about some of the strengths in the supine, I know we have, um, they are our gentle spirits. Um, they are truly our servant-hearted, um, gentle spirits. They're very relationship-orientated. Um, they're diligent, you know. But, um, you know, those are their strengths that you see. They, they like to socialize, but they want to be invited. Um, they're not the ones that are, you know, 
at a party. They're not the ones that are going to be going around everyone, but they're sitting there and they have a desire for that. And if someone would engage them, then they would come over and really socialize and then their needs would be getting met at the level that they want. So that's the supine side. And in the side where supine can fall to weakness, because we talk about strength and we talk about weakness, you know, they can tend to do tasks for people because they're so servant-hearted and that meets them. But then sometimes they have a hard time to set boundaries. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For the supine, it would be so nice from their perspective if people would just know what they want mm-hmm. and do it. Just meet my emotions. <laughs> Read my and, mind. You know, yeah, as we sit here and laugh, we sometimes oh, do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We think if you knew me well enough mm-hmm. and you loved me, you would do this. Mm-hmm. But the supine says in their subconscious, if I tell you, then it won't be genuine if you do it. Mm-hmm. So that can get really, really tricky in mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we know this, we can navigate it much better, as you could imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah. on the flip side, you also have a relational temperament, the same one, but they will definitely be more outward in their need for attention and affection, and they will they will go get it. They will do something more radical if necessary, especially if they are not in a relationship with the Lord and they feel like they just are willing to get bad attention if no attention at all. You've heard the saying, you know, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I like attention for being good, but if I can't get attention that way, I'll, I'll do it by doing something not so good. And you can find that um, happen in a, in a sanguine. They might be the life of the party, and sometimes that's nice. They're fun. But if they try to get their needs met in an ungodly way, that can get them in a lot of trouble. Um, a sanguine is very relational. Mm-hmm. The melancholy and choleric temperaments are more task-oriented temperaments. And so we realize that all of us can do tasks and relate to people. You know, we're not putting people in a box. Quite contrary to that, mm-hmm. we're not putting people in a box. There are so many combinations of these temperaments. It's really your uniqueness. Very unique. Sure. Oh, yeah. Very unique. And when this is revealed to you, we ask you, can you identify with this? And the counselee will will usually say, oh, yes, and how can you identify? And they can give an example. It is interesting when you have maybe a couple in the room. (laughs) Can you identify with this? And, well, I don't really know. And the other person's over there nodding their head (laughs) very (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so we don't always, of course, see ourselves as others see us. And so it makes for a great counseling session where we can talk about how do you see that that way? And this person sees it so differently, and that helps us then problem solve. Yeah, and for the marriage counseling, when we're able to talk about it, it it creates a a reason behind it, um, you know, and so then it can separate out all of the conflict that may happen where things are taken personal, Um, you know, oh, well, you do that to me because, you know, and then when we start going through this, I'll be like, oh, you do that because you're anxious? Like, 
I always thought you were just being mean to me or, you know, and so it really within marriages has re- has been such a helpful tool um, really to depersonalize, you know, a lot of the behaviors that that are very differing within each other that cause some of that conflict. So. This reminds me of not something about my marriage, mm-hmm. but um, back in the day uh, we were working at a church in Illinois and the pastor was into the Oh, I forget who started this, but the lion, the otter. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> the lion was the more authoritative right. figure. The otter was the fun-loving Wasn't one. The, 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 was, the, uh, yeah, the lab or dog, yeah, I think. The, of the, the, mm-hmm. was the friendly yeah. kind of person, and the, the beaver was the hard worker. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so um, this really did help me to know, to, to not have my feelings hurt, because we were passing around a clipboard to sign up for communion preparation. And one gal that I wanted to get to know better, I signed up to do it with her. And she then was like, oh, well, if you're going to do it that Sunday or that for that weekend, I can do it a different one because um, we don't need both of us or something. I was a golden retriever. I wanted to make a friend. And she was a beaver. She wanted to get the job done. Right. See? Mm-hmm. Knowing that, then I wasn't offended. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I might have otherwise thought, well, she didn't want to do it with me or something. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but it does help to know what the person's personality is and not take offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll just remind our listeners that we would say the temperament. Yes. What temperament we are. Yes. Mm-hmm. The personality in, in our arena. Mm-hmm. Right. The match. Because I can look, this was interesting, I'll just share a little bit personally in that uh, I, I end up going into a room and I'll talk with pretty much everyone I see. I'll greet them and meet the next person and, and talk to them and there's probably not much time that I'm not talking or listening engaged with a person if I'm in a room that has a lot of people in it. And so I fully expected my temperament to reveal that in the area of inclusion, that social area, that I would be a singlet because they're identified as social mm-hmm. and I wasn't. And so I questioned my temperament results. And then we talked further as we were, as I was in the uh, program, you have to have your own temperament, of course, <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. revealed and walk through that and realize what that process is like. I just didn't realize it. I'm not sure about that. As we talked further, there's another portion of my temperament that is sanguine. And that sanguine part of me probably drives me quite a bit more. Uh, I do have a blend of other temperaments within me. It's interesting. Most of my conversation with people is about something. I have a very difficult time with just small talk. If you wanted to talk to me now about the weather or just uh, kind of, to me, pretty meaningless Well, for very long, maybe, yeah. I get a little more stressed and feel like we we got to get talking about what we need to get talking about. Let's get it done. As Heather's laughing because she sees it's fun that we know each other's temperament and we see that come out. And we've had challenges. We've had uh, times of just laughter where, mm-hmm. yep, I can see like itching to get at that project. <laughs> yeah. But you, you do recognize that there's that social component. Just 
just love to, to be with people, mm-hmm. talk with them, mm-hmm. hear from them. But I like there to be a lot of depth to that. And people that have known me for a long time would tell you that I have a sense of humor and I can talk meaningless. I'm sure they'll tell you this. <laughs> I'm sure it's true. But I do have uh, yeah. intention that drives. And so that's it's kind of the beginning and foundation that we use, but then we go into like we talked about, we you know, with marriages, individual counseling, with children, you know, in all the areas, anger, anxiety, depression, grief, relationship issues, um, forgiveness, you know, maybe trauma in their life, all you know, all of those issues that um are in our world. So, are, did you want to mention any of the other types there? Are you going around this clock here? <laughs> sure. Thing? I think mm-hmm. one that we okay. didn't mention yet would be the phlegmatic. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the temperament grid, you'll see them it's, smack dab in the is. middle mm-hmm. because they're known as a peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they do kind of navigate the waters a little bit differently than the others. And you can also see that that would be the only temperament that blends with all the other temperaments. Okay. Mm-hmm. The phlegmatic can uh, reduce the intensity it, when it's blended with the supine or the sanguine, the choleric, or the melancholy. The turn-down dial, I call it. That's right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I see there's a compulsive on the outer right. part of each one, too. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's not to be interpreted in a clinical fashion. It has nothing to do with I obsessive compulsive yeah. disorder, yeah. right? Yeah. It yeah. has everything to do with being to the greatest extent mm-hmm. of that temperament. So you'll notice it is to the outer corners yes. because it does have more strength in that temperament portrayal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would just uh, identify that. And you'll see for those who like the numbers, you know, the temperament needs are measured mathematically. Of course, there's research that's been done, and you have to translate your numbers into a grid that can be um, spoken in layman's terms. And uh, so we're grateful that Mm -hmm. the Lord has directed this in such a fashion that we can point people back to, uh, here, look what the Lord has done within you. And then embrace that. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that. For a melancholy that is very task-oriented and that's order and is very loyal, uh, dependable, they may say, but sometimes I get these thoughts just trapped in my head and they go round and round and I, I get kind of down because it, I keep having this thinking that I just can't interrupt or I don't interrupt is really more accurate. Mm-hmm. And they say, why would God create a melancholy like this? It's so hard to be melancholy. And yet then I can give them examples of what it might be like in the weakness of another temperament who doesn't really get tasks done. And their eyes roll back in their head. (laughs) They think, oh, no, how could you have a temperament where you don't get tasks done? All of this has this propensity to be a little bit more task-oriented or people-oriented, and then many, many things underneath that that we mm-hmm. follow. Mm-hmm. And so we help them embrace the temperament. When when we're going through the creation therapy with people, it's not just to reveal the temperament. It's to help them surrender to the Lord's will for their lives and to behave in a way that would be pleasing to God so that when we recognize we're having difficulty in our lives, many times 
it's because we perceive things through our temperament that filters them maybe in a way that would lead us to ungodly behavior. If we don't get an emotional need back in a godly way, would we then fall to an ungodly way to get that need back? And there's a choleric. You want to touch on that one a little bit? Yeah, the the choleric, like we said, is, uh, you know, task-orientated. They are very visionary. They're getter-done people, I would say. They they have the ideas, and not only do they have the ideas, they're like, okay, let's go do the ideas. Like, we're going to get it done. And, um, you know, so they have that wonderful side to them. they they usually tend to be our leaders. Um, you see them; they're they're strong in control, um, so that really can create um, some some wonderful leaders in in our world. But they um, if they fall to the weakness of it, they can it can be hard to hear um, other ways to do things. Um, they think they have the way to do it and and feel that they have a great way to do it. <laughs> and so, you know, the way to do it, just, just ask, ask them, they'll let you know. Um, so, you know, that temperament um, can fall to that side. You know, they can be more, um, just more difficult to, to hear, um, you know, to be listeners because they're such doers. Um, like I said, they're independent, they're visionary, usually pretty productive, um, but on the side of weakness, they can just fall to, um, sometimes they can seem cold to other people um, because they're so task-orientated and maybe not really paying attention to the other people around um, as they're trying to get the task done. Um, so they can come off a little domineering um, if they fall to weakness or unforgiving, um, you know, but they uh, they definitely are, are get-or-done people. When I was talking with one cleric, uh, he really identified when I said, you know, it, it doesn't really even matter what it is you're focused on, but then I just kept looking at him like I was doing tunnel vision. Whatever it is that you're going for, you're focused with tunnel vision on that. And he realized that sometimes he'd done that on things that weren't healthy for him or for his family. But when that shifted, you know, some of our most productive missionaries mm-hmm. started with nothing in a village that was not developed right. and have brought water treatment plants and have, you know, made people opportunities so that they could provide for themselves because they had vision and they had charisma and they could get a, around problems, find a way to solve that. So they can be the most beneficial if their tunnel vision is focused on that really beneficial thing. Well, my dad used to have a saying. He said, it takes all kinds to make a world. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm-hmm. right. Oh, I'd say God created wonderful mm-hmm. diversity. Yes. The hands yeah. and the body and the feet right. of Christ, yeah. right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, good. That's very mm-hmm. interesting. And I think <laughs> if someone wants to listen to this and to look at this chart while they're listening, that's, that's a nice uh, hand-in-hand Mm-hmm. Kind of a setup. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. You know, even as you say that, Annette, I'm thinking about somebody that I counseled in the Netherlands through Skype. Really? Interesting. And so it was wow. interesting that uh, you would say we're on the World Wide Web today yeah. uh, <laughs> as I uh, think about that experience, that it wasn't something I sought, but it was uh-huh. something I was able to wow. accomplish with people. So 
you know, if they somebody is not in our area and, and can't come into the office, mm-hmm. I would say that it's not uh, the ideal situation. But certainly these days with Skype and FaceTime, oh, right. mm-hmm. you can still see people's reactions and mm-hmm. the uh, face uh, response. Right. You can't always see the whole body posture, but you get a pretty yeah. good idea after mm-hmm. you've been with people mm-hmm. for a while. And uh, I found that to be a, a really beneficial experience for oh, the people. Nice. Yeah. Thank God for his ability to use us in many ways. Orchestrate that, yes. That is nice. Our daughter goes to college out of state Mm -hmm. at a Christian college, and we are able to do Google Hangouts. Yeah. So uh, that's nice to be able to see her and talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over the smiles. Another thing I thought of when you said that is if a person, I don't know if they call it agoraphobia still, or what, Mm -hmm. if they Mm -hmm. don't want their help, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they needed help. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, you know, that's true. Possibility there. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, are we due for another break? We are. Did you name Robert? <laughs> 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 you never know nowadays. You know, some people, their name is. Uh, it's kind of like a nickname, but it's their given name on their birth certificate. Yeah. So we'll the evolution. Right we'll have evolution name trends. Uh, uh-huh. When I was a kid, everybody in school was uh, Bob, Bill, Dave, uh, John, Joe. Uh, yeah. Now, yeah. now they're all James. Robert, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. Donald, yeah. Every, it's an entire different cast. Um, almost like uh, the difference. Watching the same movie, but they've just upgraded the names. Um, all right, so you are listening to Janesville Community Radio uh, tonight's show, Being Christ in the City with Rachel. Sitting in for Ray tonight is Annette Jewel with her guests, Mary Miller and Heather. Say your last name, Heather. Masanka. And both co-directors, both co-directors with Redeemed Christian Counseling and Education. Uh, we're live uh, at our home studio, our mother's studio at 321 East Milwaukee Street in the my office JVL building in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin. And with that, we'll take a pause and uh, a few minutes, and we'll come right back, and we'll have a few advertisings here and public service announcements and. Uh, a cacophony of other things you have to do when you're on the radio. So, with that, here we go. It's winter in Wisconsin, and Snow Removal of Janesville is here to handle all of your snow removal needs. Official snow remover of Janesville Community Radio and my office, JBL. Superior customer satisfaction is Lauren Harrion's top priority. Utilizing his plow truck and snow blower, Lauren will make sure that your driveway and sidewalk is fully taken care of. And when snow melts during the planting season, Lauren will use his John Deere tractor and pull behind Agrafab Tiller to break up virgin soils easily. Utilizing his Ryan aerator, Lauren can pull 3 to 4 inch plugs to promote oxygen and strong grass root growth. Employing his finishing mower allows Lauren to mow your lawn consistently. Allow Lauren and Snow Removal of Janesville to help in achieving all of your snow removal, lawn care and planting needs. Now accepting Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and American Express. Find Lauren online at www.snowremovalofjanesville.com or call today for a free snow removal, lawn care, or tilling estimate, 608-921-5756. Are you looking for diversity in Janesville? You just found it. 
Tune in to Janesville Community Radio for new podcasts daily. Featuring a variety of local voices speaking on subjects. As diverse as arts, education, religion, politics, self-improvement, business, community development. And we even have an all-Spanish language podcast. Go to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com to find links to all our programs. Are you a small business owner working out of your home? My Office JVL can provide office space to bring a more professional setting to your next meeting. Fully furnished offices are available by the hour, day, week, or month. Staffed reception area, copy and fax services, and conference room are also available. Conveniently located at 321 East Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville. Check out www.myoffice-jvl.com. Looking for an opportunity to volunteer in our community? How about volunteering with Janesville Community Radio? Just go to our website. Click on the tab. Volunteer. There, fill out a brief form telling us what your interests and area of expertise are. And we'll be in contact with you shortly. Oh, and one more thing. We need money. To be at 103.5 FM in June of 2015, we need to raise money for a radio tower, transmitter, and studio equipment. Be part of bringing the community radio to Janesville by contributing $10.35 or any amount that you choose to 103.5 FM by going to www.janesvillecommunityradio.com slash donate. Thanks.
listening to Being Christ in the City with Ray Jewell live on the World Wide Web on Janesville Community Radio. We're broadcasting from our home studio at 321 East Milwaukee Street in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin at the My Office JVL building. Being Christ in the City with Ray Jewell sitting in for Ray tonight as host is Annette Jewell. And with that, Annette, back to you. Thank you, Bob. Um, we are wrapping up now with our guests for the evening, Heather Maslanka and Mary Miller of the Redeemed Christian Counseling and Education Center. I guess you call it a center or just a ministry? <laughs> ministry. Mm-hmm. Right here in Janesville. Mm-hmm. And you've ministered around the world now, I find out. <laughs> uh, we are blessed to have you here uh, in Janesville and, and right here tonight. So, And, and I asked if you'd Say something about procrastination, but they said, well, we'll get back to you later. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's mm-hmm. a common problem. Mm-hmm. It is a common problem. Uh, and, you know, we don't want to put anybody in a box. Right. But if you're looking at a specific temperament that would be more likely to procrastinate, mm-hmm. the vote would have to come in for the phlegmatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the... Our peacekeepers, our negotiators, their lower energy, um, and and typically that energy level um, is really what they um, would have to work uh, with the Lord in self-discipline to really, you know, set um, goals and and be self-disciplined of holding themselves to that and really having to be intentional um, if the phlegmatic is not being intentional, um, they would they would tend to put things off uh, as much as possible. And they truly, as their day goes on, their energy truly wears down. And they're only, you know, some of the other temperaments can be regenerated. The sanguines can be regenerated once they get around people or they change their environments. Where phlegmatic, their true regeneration is sleep. Um, and so they also have to have a really balanced, um, balanced life uh, with the right amount of sleep and rest and, and work and relaxation and good nutrition. Um, so important within their lifestyle for them to have that. Um, because if they don't have the right amount of sleep, that phlegmatic can really, really suffer of having a hard time with energy level. I would say the runner up. To the phlegmatic mm-hmm. procrastination area would be the melancholy temperament. Oh, sure. And the reason I would say that is not so much the energy level, but more on the need for perfection. I was just mm-hmm. saying that. Like, you say perfection. Yes. 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 I find that in myself. If I can't do it perfectly mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. I'll put it off. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So okay. when do we ever do it? weakness as well because we know that there was one that was perfect and it's not us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so when we're striving, we should be striving for excellence and that's a great thing. And then place the grace of God on that effort to 
to have it be extended to glorify him. Mm-hmm. The other thing about the um, melancholy is they have a fear of um, rejection. And so if you surely don't meet your own standard, then how are you going to meet somebody else's? Because in your perception, you already didn't do it as well as you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so you procrastinate because it just isn't good enough yet. So I can I can see people who are melancholy that want to do a paper really, really well, but they end up starting it not at the beginning of the semester, but three days before it's due. And they think about it that whole time. They work on it in their mind. They have an idea, but it wouldn't really even matter if they started it at the beginning because they're still going to tweak it. They're going to crunch that last 24, 72 hours to get it as perfect as they can just before deadline and they have to turn it in almost as they're working on it because they're still trying to get it perfect. And sometimes that allows for that grace and mercy because you see if you've waited till the last 72 hours that almost is then reasoning in your mind of logical of well it could be so good because I have I don't have that much time so you then the melancholy can give themselves grace because they don't have as much time so um, you know they that's another part of that that can tend to lead to that that is, that is so true now I, this is a whole other subject mm-hmm. have you ever heard of Fly Lady it's a website and um, it's about keeping your home up. Oh, yeah. She mm-hmm. was a person who was not into that mode of, you know, and she needed more structure. And so when she learned it, she's sharing it with others. Well, she has a little saying, housework done imperfectly will still bless your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, the message here is for the melancholy to embrace that they strive for excellence. Yeah. And that God has the rest taken care of. Yes. And that we could extend grace not only to ourselves, but I have to tell you, Annette, we need to extend grace to others. Because when you have that standard for yourself, yes. you expect it of others, and sometimes it's just too harsh. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. You could imagine how the melancholy and the phlegmatic might unjustly be called lazy or a couch potato, and we address those labels that we give to people that really might be performing out of their temperament, not out of rebellion or out of, quote, laziness. Mm-hmm. Helps us reframe mm-hmm. our expectations for people and um, be able to, you know, love them the way they are. So if you have a melancholy married to a single, melancholy regenerates by being alone, or being away from people, sanguine regenerates by being with people. <laughs> what do we do when we come home at night? Are we inviting the neighbors over and having a party, or are we turning on the TV and trying to keep the hang out? up a six-week group called The Art of Marriage. It's been a DVD series from Family Life. 
and we'll offer those again in the future, I'm sure. Uh, always good to have some marriage tweaking that goes on when you have two people uh, trying to live together for their life and love each other. Uh, help is always welcomed. That's the group I've been uh, in right now, uh, facilitating. And I am facilitating right now 18 Girls Group. And we are doing, um, we're about right in the middle of it, I think our, our five or six weeks that we are together. Um, we are focusing on a movie that was out not too long ago, Grace Unplugged. And so the study that the girls are doing are on that and really talking about how grace can change things and talking about their identity in Christ and and what they're pursuing in life um, for their happiness. Are they pursuing worldly things or are they pursuing their relationship with their Lord and and what that looks like? So their identity and and where they're kind of striving to get their identity right now. So that group, um, you know, I, I think we have... Three more weeks left of that, two or three more weeks, and I'm sure we'll be having other groups um, after that. Sure, and those are listed on, on the uh, group page here. Yes. And then a women's support group, is that that's over now? Right, that's I been think. completed, okay. and it'll probably be offered again in the future. Okay. <laughs> and Lori's doing that? Yes. Lori's that, yeah. Sounds like you've got a lot going on. Wow. Keep, um, Keep you folks busy yeah. over there. We have discovered there's no lack of need. <laughs> and so if uh, the Lord will use us as a vessel, we want to be obedient to that right. and um, do what we can within our own time frame. Uh, we will share with you, though, that we indeed are human, and that's why Heather and I try to help each other um, balance our schedules and mm-hmm. try to realize that we need time away as well. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, try to keep our focus on our marriages and our families and uh, some fun time. Right. Practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. With that, I think it'd probably be a good time in that just to focus on the word redeemed. It was a, a word that, you know, God had given to us for the name of our ministry. Right. But we also realized that it's referenced in uh, the Bible, in the scripture. And so our verse that we have taken it from is... Um, something to help us sink our teeth into is Colossians 1, 13 through 14. Uh, For he has rescued us from the one who rules in the kingdom of darkness, and he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. God has purchased our freedom with his blood and has forgiven all our sins. And I think as we approach the Easter season, uh, we have maybe more of a focus in our culture now on Christ and the cross than we would typically in, in any other time of the year. But at Redeemed, that, that is, of course, a, a daily focus for us, knowing that all of us are sinners. That to God, no sin is bigger or smaller mm-hmm. than another. They're mm-hmm. all sins. And, uh, of course, our separation from God would be our sin. And Jesus Christ has paid that price for us. Yes. And so that is the redemption that we celebrate. And one thing that uh, prompted me to be obedient to the Lord is he called me into this big change and and uh, identify myself more publicly as a Christian mm-hmm. was that I was really tired of Christians saying they were Christians but maybe getting paralyzed by their sin, by their past, mm-hmm. and felt that it was really time to live redeemed lives. To not just say I'm a Christian, 
but to find a way to come out of that paralyzed state that maybe the enemy puts lies in our heads of, well, because you've done that, God can't use you, or maybe say things to ourselves like, oh, call yourself a Christian, I can't believe you said that or did that. Well, those are things that are part of our sin nature, and yes, we're sinners, and we need we need a Savior, Jesus Christ. So we're here to celebrate. Oh, God. And he comes not to condemn us, but to love us. Yes. You've got your vision statement here. People healing from pain and living out redeemed lives through the power of our true healer, Jesus Christ. And that that word redeemed, too, has a, a connotation of being bought back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a, a little story, if I can Please. tell here. A little boy made a boat, and he floated his boat in the pond, but it got away from him and went down the creek and into the river, and and he lost it. And he had made the boat, and it meant a lot to him, and he felt sad. One day later, down, you know, weeks, months, who knows later, he went by a little used toy shop, and there was his little boat in the window. And he went in, and he bought it back. And he said, little boat, now you are twice mine. First, because I created you and made you, and second, because I bought you back. Mm-hmm. Just like God, he made us. Mm-hmm. But we went away from him, and he had to buy us back. Great illustration. Yeah. I would like that. That <laughs> yeah. is a good one. That fit the, the redeemed. Mm-hmm. Bought back. We used to redeem trading stamps. Yeah. Like an F and H free stamp. Let me show you right here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Talk about redeemed, and you know, just 
want to just remind everyone, and Mary and I were kind of talking about it on break, that, you know, uh, redeemed is also just just a place. Sometimes people feel like you have to have big problems or something needs to be going, but I think we can always just be growing in our identity in Christ and, and you know, always look at what we'll go to so many classes to improve ourselves and certain things and, you know, just coming coming to learn your temperament and learning to understand yourself and, you know, just wanted to invite if anyone had, you know, interest on that and just wanted to remind them it's it's not just a place that there has to be a big problem to come to. So we have a lot of fun there actually. We do. We do. Yeah. I'm sure that everybody could benefit. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's so nice to know now that you're there and what you do. We know more about you and we can mm-hmm. find out even more through the website and and by coming in there and and uh, it's just nice to know that those services and ministries are the ministry there is available. So why don't we close with a prayer today and um, ask the Lord to bless this broadcast as it goes out and is heard by people in the future even too. Lord, thank you for this time together this evening. Thank you for each one who's had a part. And I ask that you would bless these words as they may be heard by someone in the distant future, even who knows, or someone even yet tonight. And I just pray for someone out there who may have a special need, that they would feel the love and care of those who know your son, that they would want to reach out with the love of Christ and bless that person or that marriage or that family. We thank you for being present with us. Live radio, Janesville. Uh, good listeners, Janesville Community Radio. We're we're heard live from the my office JVL building in downtown Janesville, Wisconsin, three two one East Milwaukee Street. And it is live radio, ladies and gentlemen, live internet radio. We had a little sound problem there about ten fifteen minutes ago, but that is the perils of taking on live productions. So with that, we're going to close our show this evening. Uh, being Christ in the city with Ray Jewel and his, uh, sitting in for Ray tonight, wasn't that Jewel? And uh, the theme tonight was uh, redeemed as a Christian counseling uh, and education uh, center. And we actually have a song by Sherry Narquay, um, gospel singer, uh, Nashville recording artist, and name redeemed. So I think with that, uh, we'll end the show. Janesville Community Radio. Live from Janesville, Wisconsin. Uh, this show will be archived in a few minutes on Janesville Community Radio. Just Google Janesville Community Radio and or blogtalk.com. But Jan- uh, Google Janesville Community Radio. You'll find it. Being Christ in the City. It will be an archived version of this. Up as long as the Internet is around, it'll probably still be there. So with that, we'll say thank you for listening, good listeners. And here is a song by Sherry Norcoy, Janesville Community Radio, Being Christ in the City. Thank you for listening.
Your child, I am your child. 